He's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with over 26 years of experience. And he's Howard Ibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And together, we're the Brief Brothers, and we talk about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. And today, we're talking about advertising. We're going to review a couple of spots, um, actually a three-spot campaign um, from Northern Tool and Equipment. And we'll talk about what Northern Tool and Equipment is uh, on the backside of showing these three spots. It's a 30 and then two 15s. Let's take a look. There are those of us who earn our calluses. Choose raw materials over ready-made. It takes a special kind of person to build their world from scratch. And a special set of tools. Northern Tool is a problem-solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. This is where you buy things. To make things. You can't buy. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Turns out, life wasn't meant to be all figured out. That's the fun part. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. All right, Henry. Good stuff. What what uh, what drew your attention to these to these spots for our review today? So I may have mentioned on the podcast, I have a 1966 Dodge Polara. Um, it's a big four-door granddad car that uh, I've owned for about 18 years. And I got into kind of this antique car hobby. Uh, and in the beginning, I knew nothing about fixing cars and, and, uh, and, or the like. And so I would go to mechanics and all kinds of stuff was done to the car and lately as i've gotten older i've gotten more handy actually and I've, I've picked up a few skills and i have a boat as well that i have to maintain and so more recently i've been doing a lot more intense work on the car so i've been watching a lot of content and that's a great thing about the time that we live in is you know youtube university you can you can learn how to do and and if you're have a niche thing that you're into, like I'm into 1960s Mopars or Chrysler products. Um, there's content for that. And, and you'd be surprised by how many views these videos get. And of course, in that content, there's advertising, right? Like YouTube sells advertising, probably the biggest TV network around right now is YouTube. And, uh, and it's, and so you start getting advertising, it's targeting certain types of people and I'm doing this work on my car. I need tools. I'm, you know, and I get hit with this campaign for Northern tool and equipment all the time. Like it, it you know, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, I started getting served these ads uh, for Northern tool and equipment. And uh, specifically there's, so we saw three spots there's a 30, which is kind of like the anthem spot, right? It kind of is talking about like, who's the type of person that would shop at a Northern tool and equipment, you know, as opposed to maybe just an Ace Hardware or a, or a Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, and, and it's okay. It works as a 30, it works as an anthem. Um, but there's really, 
the one of the 15s, the first 15 that I really like, and it's because of the copywriting. And there's a line specifically that, that catches my attention. And I think, now that's a really good line. And that was the line where it says, this is the place you buy things to make things you can't buy. And I think it speaks to the mindset of people who are watching the type of content that I'm watching. And also the, you know, the idea of creativity and, and these kind of creators, people that are, you know, in this, what we call the gig economy, like where they're making specialized things, they're artisans they're, And so, uh, especially if you're working with metal, working with mechanical things. And I think at the end of that spot, actually, there's like a giant, like metal armadillo sculpture. Right. Um, and it's, you know, where can you buy that? You can't buy that. Only a craftsman can make that. But the craftsman needs tools and needs uh, raw materials in order to make something like that. So um, I, that's what I like about uh, the campaign. There's a few things that I would do differently if I were the ad agency or I were the creative. Um, but overall, I just thought, you know, and, and we've talked about this, like when we teach students, I like to work with advertising that's real advertising advertising that putting a lot of money into the media behind uh that's out there trying to reach real people um not you know necessarily just an ad that's created for an award festival or or something like that this is real hard-working advertising for a store that sells tools i think you and i have said many on many occasions that that's our preference i mean we're here to sell widgets right that's our, our our choice of profession is to learn how to sell widgets and tools are clearly widgets now i have nothing against people who have ambitions to you know support good causes that's well and fine but we make our our bread and butter uh and we make our bottom line by selling these widgets and this is a great example so you know i agree with you henry this was i think um an ambitious campaign I too prefer the middle, the first 15 second over the 30 and the second. And I think my primary objection, and it's, I guess it's nitpicking, is that there was just too much information. And one test that I learned very early on in my career for judging a TV spot, which I guess you could argue is not necessarily fair, but I think it's, it's still a good way to measure is to turn the volume off. And do you still get your message if you watch the spot without any volume? And you kind of get that message because there's a title card at the end of each of these spots that says something about where you solve problems. We solve problems. I'm, start I'm, solving, I'm, start solving today. Start then, solving today. Which is another critique that I have, by the way, there's too much going on. Like there's a tagline that says made to do this, right? And then there's start solving today, which seems to be the theme line of the campaign is start solving right. your problems today. So it's about, cause the whole campaign is about problem solving and that you're going to get what you need to be able to solve these problems. And so I don't know that that made to do this tagline, like it, to me, I would have gotten rid of that. And I would have just said, you know, start solving today. That's fine. That, that works as a, as, well, a, as a, but why have two competing like an end line and a tagline? Well, that middle spot creates a line that I think is the best of all that you pointed out, where you where you buy things to make things that you can't buy. And yeah. I, that's not exactly the, the line, but that's the sentiment. That's a tagline. 
Yeah, you know, that's that's I, I, that's so, a great headline. It's a great concept. So I would say that speaks to us, I guess, a certain subgroup of the target, right? Is like creators. But then there are people that aren't necessarily creators. What I liked about it was the copywriting in that line where I think they could have done better was perhaps in the other 15 to come up with a different line that rises to the level of that first line, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so that each campaign you're waiting for that line that's like a true insightful, you know, that feels empowering. And that was the the thing is that I saw that and I felt empowered, you know, when I heard it's like, this is where you buy things to make things you can't buy. Like, I'm like, wow, that's, that's like, I get like, and it's corny. I get a little bit of a chill down my spine because it's such well-written copy, so economical. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets to like what the premise of the, of the place is. Um, even though, even though I recognize, I think we both recognize that a lot of the people who go to the store and buy the stuff at the store are not necessarily creating that beautiful armadillo st- uh, sculpture at the end. That's a met- that's a metaphor for the artist that appeals to me as a as a fellow artist. But I also get because you're a tinkerer, you are someone who likes to work, use your hands and and fix things. And I think that really it, it connects to your to your work as a strategist because you're trying to set things up for creatives so they can fix things. There's a nice little connection there. But I think most people who would go to a store like that are looking to say, I need this to fix that. I'm not creating something that doesn't exist. I yeah. might aspire to that yeah. and maybe not. So it's it's talking to a couple of audiences. But yes, from a creative perspective, that line really speaks to, I think, this audience very well. So I, I think the other thing that happens is, and you know, this is what happens in an ad agency when you sell in a campaign is you're going to go, you're going to hire a director, you're going to hire a, you have a producer, you're going to go a production company, you're going to go out and film this thing. And you want to get as much content as you can in that shoot, because it's going to cost you half a million, a million dollars to go out there and shoot this thing and, you know, get the locations and the casting and the wardrobe and all of that. And so I think the 30, usually what you have is a 30 or a 60, like what we're seeing in this 30, which is like an anthem in which all of the characters that are going to be used in the campaign appear in this one anthem spot. And then you'll have the shorter units, like the 15s, where we might focus in on only one or two of those characters, uh, particularly in, in a spot like in a campaign like this, which is vignettes, right? There's no... Uh, beginning and beginning middle end story being told these are just vignettes of people doing different work and so i think that's the nature of the 30 is kind of to capture it all and be all encompassing so that then they could slice and dice it into the 15s which we see the same characters in the 15s that we see in the 30 but we have more focus just on those characters which brings me to kind of another point which is the casting here i really liked it i thought it was you know uh they looked like real everyday people, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't look like actors. There's the guy with the long beard. There's the black guy putting on the goggles. Um, these are people that, you know, they, they could, I could buy them as these craftsmen, these uh, tinkerers, these mechanics, these, whatever it is that, that they're doing uh, to, you know, motorcycle, getting the motorcycle running uh, and, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, you know, again, is this, a, a campaign that's going to go win a bunch of awards? No. 
Does it get noticed by the people that would go and shop at the store? I think so. I noticed it. I'm, I'm audience of one. Um, but I do think that there, with buried within that, there was a brilliant line of copy. So somebody there has the talent to, you know, to and and what I would have liked to have seen is some more of that flavor of copy that you know really yeah. insightful. Um, that that line just keeps coming back to me. I I agree. You know, as a former copywriter, I tried as often as I could to solve problems visually rather than with copy. I admire that line. It's a powerful line. And I think it's not, it's not emphasized enough. Whereas the 30 to me is too much information. I would have preferred to simply watch those people do what they do with a little music under, I like the music and then just a little bit of copy. And that's what the second, or I should say the, the second spot, but the first 15, why it's so powerful. It's, it's got one line delivered slowly to this place where you go to buy things, to make things that you can't buy. So there was a pause between yeah, each yeah. part. It was and delivered well. Yeah. Whereas the for the 30 felt like I'm just being shoveled a lot of information and it's not as entertaining. And if we're, you know, if we are espousing the beliefs and the and the advocacy of a guy like Paul Feldwick or Bob Hoffman, it's like entertain me, entertain me. That's how we create uh, mental availability. I, you know, compared to the that middle spot, the first 15, the 30 was just too much. And, you know, standing alone, that 30 probably isn't an awful lot of information. It just seemed that way. Yeah. I would have hated to see it as a, at a 60. That would have been way too much, yeah. way too much. Yeah. So. You mentioned the music and I thought uh, music also kind of drives a little bit mm -hmm. of the, of the mm -hmm. story. You know, it's a, it, it's like a driving music. Ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. It has like a, yeah. and, and, and I thought that was a really good uh, creative choice as well. So you know, overall, I, I think this is a, a a good campaign. I think it's it speaks to a specific audience, and it gets back to that, that argument of, is it going to appeal to everybody? No, but does it appeal to the people it's supposed to appeal to? I think so. I'd love to see the ROI on this. You know, and and it's kind of sad to, to I have to agree with you that this is probably not going to make it to an award show, and that's it's just sad because it's the production values are very high. It's very professional. The copy, at least on that first 15, is really, really good. I think it, it should be at least given a nod, but it's you're right. It's just, it's it's not in the realm of what award shows are looking for these days, sadly. Yep. Okay. Good stuff, Henry. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry Gomez. And he's Howard Ibach, and together we're the Brief Brothers. Till next time. <laughs>